Hey there, we're real glad you found our podcasts from Life Church in Benalla, Australia. We pray this message is a real blessing to you. Got to, this, this was sent to me during the week. I thought, I've got to read this on Sunday morning. It says, a lawyer and his wife who had 12 children needed to find another house because their rental agreement was coming to an end. They're having a bit of, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> they're having a bit of difficulty because of the 12 children. Every time they, uh, they said, have you got children? Yeah, 12. Oh, all right. Yeah. Oh, no, actually this house isn't available. Thinking, I guess, that maybe 12 kids could trash the house more than a couple of three or four kids, I guess, and so it wouldn't give them a house. So the lawyer said to his wife, I can't say I've got no children because lawyers don't lie, do they? <laughs> and uh, why are you all smiling? <clears throat> so uh, he had an idea. He sent his wife and 11 of the children for a walk to the cemetery. Uh, so the wife and 11 children were at the cemetery. He took the remaining one with him to see the uh, available homes from a different agent liked one of the homes and the agent said, how many children do you have? And he was truthful, he said, I have 12 children. The agent looked and said, well, there's only one here. He said, well, the others are at the cemetery with their mother with a very sad look. The agent had great pity on him and that's the way he was able to rent a home for his family without telling a lie, you see. <laughs> It's just how you go about it, isn't it, eh? It's how you go about it. <laughs> Praise God. So, April the 24th. <coughs> Excuse me, please. Which means it's Anzac Day tomorrow. Who's going to the dawn service? Yeah, it's uh, good to do that. And... Uh, I think it's too early to get up. Well, it wasn't too early for the soldiers to get up and uh, go through what they did, and so I think it's good to do. Um, and I uh, was thinking about it during the week on uh, Wednesday and thinking forward to today. And uh, I was thinking of um, uh, John in John's Gospel, chapter 15, you know, verse 12. <coughs> Jesus said, this is my commandment, that uh, you love one another as I have loved you. And then that, what do you, what do you say, great verse, profound verse, the whole scripture is, it's, um, that it's special. Greater love has no man, that he lay down his life for his friends. And uh, whatever version you've got, it probably says person, Instead of man, because it, yeah, it means both sexes, doesn't it? But I, I was thinking about that and uh, thought, oh, I think I, I'll speak from uh, John chapter 15 on Sunday morning and I had that in my mind. And, uh, and I'm not sure that the Anzacs knew exactly what was going on at Gallipoli. Do you think they did? I don't know. I, my grandfather was there and I remember asking, why did you go? And he said, well, there wasn't much work around. And so uh, you get fed and taken across the world. And he said, that was never going to happen where I was. So he said, I thought it'd be good. And the other thing was me mates were gone. So it was mateship and it was 
the thought of an adventure and uh, they were hard times and so, uh, you know, that appealed to them. I don't know that they, they said, yes, I'm going to lay down my life for my country and I'm going. I don't think that's perhaps exactly what they understood when they were going. When they got there, I just don't know they knew what was going on either. I know my grandfather, on my uh, martial grandfather, what do you call him, paternal uh, grandfather, <coughs> excuse me, was there and... Uh, and he, he would describe in horror, you know, uh, it was just, they, they had no idea what was going to go on. And when it was going on, they just, it was just absolutely horrific. And his best mate, uh, oh, I shouldn't say what happened, I guess, but it was just horrific. And so many of them were never the same ever when they came back at Reckman and, uh, and I don't think they thought, well, this is great. I'm laying down my life for my friends. I don't know that theoretically that's what they did, but I don't know that that's exactly what they knew they were doing at the time. But, and I'm not saying that this morning to make light of them or disregard anything they did because they were fighting for us. And, uh, you know, and I appreciate that. And I, I just think it's a great thing that we do. As Australians, remember that, I really honestly do. But compared to what Jesus did at the cross, anything any man has ever done pales into insignificance really against what he did. Because what Jesus did, if I can bring it into Anzac terms, as it was that he laid down his life for the Turks. Uh, he, he laid down his life for people who had no regard for him, who were sinful, who, yeah, were separated from God by sin and and uh, he could have said, oh, no, no way, but he didn't. And I think uh, Paul probably puts it as good as anyone could in those beautiful verses in Romans chapter 5. Let me read you just some of them. But uh, Romans 5, so, so we begin in verse 6. For when we were still helpless and without strength, at due time, at just the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one might even dare to die, but God showed his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. What an incredible sacrifice it was and uh, took our sin in his own body. Uh, it amazes me. I, I always have said that he took our sin on himself on the cross, but... When you read First Peter 2.24, he who bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin might live for righteousness by whose stripes you are healed. And I think the fact that he bore the sin in his body is a very close connection to the stripes and healing, but I'm not preaching on that today. But uh, so I was thinking about that. And uh, uh, I thought, yeah, I think I'm, think I'm going to preach there on Sunday morning. 
And uh, I thought before I go to bed, it was Wednesday night, it could have even been Thursday morning, it was very, very late. And uh, I thought I'd just have a quick look on Twitter, I haven't looked at Twitter for a couple of days. And so I opened Twitter and uh, on my page there was a quote by Rick Godwin. And some of you will be familiar with him, a Southern Baptist pastor from the States. And uh, I've heard him preach live on more than one occasion. I'm not, I was never, uh, and this is probably being mean, I, I was never a huge fan of his preaching. The Southern Baptists say they write it all down and they read it, don't they? And I, I mean, you know, Billy Graham used to do that too, but I'd rather it come from your heart and you yeah, whatever the Holy Spirit's put there, you speak out. And if it changes mid-meeting, well, tough luck, that's just where the Holy Ghost is going. I like that. But I just love the man's quotes. I just got pages and pages and pages of them. And there was this incredible quote. So are you hanging for it? I'm not going to tell you what it is just yet. But, but, I knew what I was speaking about. God just did something in my heart when I read the quote and I thought, now I know what I am speaking on on Sunday. And it's not out of John chapter 15, okay? But his quote got me thinking about the subject of forgiveness. And it's closely related. It's closely related. Um, you know, I know men, like, and, and I understood what happened back there. I, I understood what happened. I, I understand what happened against the Japanese, and horrific treatment of humans. I, I cannot believe what people can do, are capable of doing it really mind boggles me at times. But there were those that forgave and there were those that never would. And I, I got a friend up in Beechworth and his old late dad just seething with hatred and anger even in the later years of his life. He would... Uh, um, he, they, they, he needed another car and his son said, look, I've got a mate, Dad, he's got a beautiful little car, it'll just be right for you, you know. It's a little Corolla. Oh, I'm not having a Japanese car. He just filled with, he wouldn't even buy a Japanese, nothing TV, just he'd go without rather than do that. And he was so sick all his life, he was crippled up with arthritis and just terrible. He was had operation after operation. And I, I just know some just said, look, it happened, just forgive him. And we fought too, you know, like we weren't all as good as might seem either and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, and forgave and it was different. And so forgiveness is such a very, very, very powerful thing. And when I started thinking about, about forgiveness... I don't know about you, but my my mind just went straight to Luke's gospel, and uh, and you know I'm pretty sure you know where I'm going with this chapter 23, and verses um, it's verse 34. Let me read 33, and when they come to the place called Calvary, there they crucified him and the criminals on one one on the right hand, one on the left, and Jesus said, Father, forgive them. Wow, for they don't know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots. And if ever someone asked Father to forgive the whole world, really, like in that scene, I just, what does it show us about Jesus? Incredible love. See, it's all connected with love. It comes from love. 
But uh, just just an amazing thing, and I don't know how you get, but that messes me. Uh, that brings the tears to my eyes every time I read it. Father, forgive them. Not Father, get even with them for me. Father, you get them. You fix them up. Like I know things I've thought at times about people who have offended me, and they haven't been good. <laughs> and I've been very honest with you. Um, but yeah, the first thing that came out of his out of his lips was "Father, forgive them," and it wasn't like it had to be dragged up or fought about. It just came out. It's what was on his heart: forgiveness. I love him for that today, Amen. And I do know that to be deliberately, willfully, you know, uh, attacked, uh, you know, action against you or verbally abused or uh, character attacked or whatever, you know, people can do or have done to you. I do know this, that, uh, you know, it's very, very, very hard to forgive. Uh, just really, 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 really is very, uh, you know, I find a very, very difficult thing to do. But when we live in unforgiveness... Uh, it's it's hard. It's difficult. It's a horrible thing, you know. When we when we really got something against another person, that really is very 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 difficult. And uh, to be wrongly accused, I think, is especially when you've been blatantly accused of something that you haven't done. And I know what that does to me. Like, uh, yeah, it causes things to rise up in me that aren't good. And no, oh, he did that. Did not, you know, like, you know what it's like, and I, I yeah, I think I shared. Sometimes I get a hide, and us kids in our family would have a fight, and then sometimes it wasn't my fault. It wasn't probably often, but it it wasn't. Sometimes it wasn't my fault, and Dad would say, "Oh well, it won't hurt him to have a hide in anyway," and you get one anyway, and you think, "Well, how is that fair?" You know, it's not really. Um, but I, I think I could speak for all of us this morning saying that uh, it, it's it's a difficult thing. It's not something that just, oh, just forgiveness flows out. When we're wronged, it's difficult. I think we'd all agree on that. So I just want to work through some points this morning on unforgiveness. On forgiveness, I should say. Work through some points on forgiveness, but unforgiveness will be obviously mentioned too. Point number one being unforgiveness has serious consequences. It's not like you can choose to do it or choose not. Um, who cares? Should I trade our car in at the moment, you know, get another one? Well, I don't think I will. Oh, I think I might. Who really cares, you know? Like, uh, yeah, will I choose a red car or a blue car? Who cares? Like some choices are really not that profound, if you know what I mean. But forgiveness, uh, unforgiveness, like really it's as serious an issue against us as what it is for the person who's wronged us. It really is. For very simple reasons. And I, I love, who, who loves Mark 11? 22, 23, 24. Like I, I reckon while I'm away you should learn that off by heart, okay? Who knows what it is? Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Because remember, he cursed the fig tree. And they come back the next morning, they're walking down the road and 
Peter says, whoa, look at the tree, Lord, it's, it's shriveled up. And Jesus didn't say, wow, oh, well, can you look at that? It is too. He just said, like, have faith in God. Any one of you, any man, he says to this mountain, this big problem, whatever it may be, be removed and cast into the sea. And doesn't doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says will happen. He will have whatever he says. I mean, and the potential of that for a Christian is enormous. Like, I, like I, can I excite your heart about about those? You know, and you'll find similar in Matthew and in Luke. It's yeah, uh, the same incident, just put a little bit different. And, and you will have them. And so uh, Jesus says in verse 34, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And like that's, that's just that's powerful. That is really powerful. See, we shouldn't, we shouldn't cry and moan and grizzle in prayer. You know that? Like we should declare the word of God over situations. We should pray in great faith, Lord, we need a breakthrough and we know that you are able to bring that about. Lord, we cast this thing out of our home, out of our marriage, out of our family, out of our business, whatever it is, and we ask you, Lord, to, you know, like that. Oh, I mean, God, that doesn't excite him. That doesn't, God doesn't think, well, someone's crying down there. Peter, have a look down there. Oh, dear me, we better. Faith excites God. Faith gets God's attention, not not the other. And so I love those verses and I think, wow, and I'm just believing for that and I'm believing this and that. And I'm, I get excited about that. And then you've got this other verse that's there, the other two verses and unfortunately, it's part of the same passage. You can't sort of separate them, if you know what I mean. And so, well, that's different, you, you know, that's uh, it's faith. And yeah, um, the other two verses here are attached. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, and I'm not trying to be smart this morning, that doesn't mean if you lie down and pray, it doesn't matter, or if you kneel or sit or drive and pray or whatever you might be. Stand whenever you pray, okay? That just in case you didn't know what that meant. Whenever you stand praying, that's my old version. If you have anything against anyone, forgive him, that your Father in heaven may also forgive your sin. Think, wow, that's taken the excitement off the two previous verses, isn't it? You know, wow. You mean I've got to do something too? Well, we do. We need to forgive. And, um, yeah, if you do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your sin. Matthew says it the same. If you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. It's, it's profound, folks. Matthew 18, 21, 22 is when Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, if my brother sins against me, how many times do I forgive him? Seven times? thinking that God was going to say, wow, Peter, what a man you are. Seven times you would consider. Jesus said, no, so many times, Peter, like, in other words, just keep forgiven, buddy. Just keep, keep forgiven. I think poor old Peter must have thought, oh, <laughs> thought I'd get a star there and I didn't get one, but that's what Jesus said. And he then went on with the parable in verse 23 of Matthew 18, Therefore the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king 
who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And uh, those of you who have read that, mark it down, write it down, read it when you get home. For reasons of time, I won't uh, read the whole thing this morning, but settling his accounts. And so he found a, a servant of his who owed him big money. Uh, I forget what it says. Is it, is it, it's in Denari, isn't it? And uh, ten talents, 10,000 talents. And so... Uh, he said to him, like, you've got to pay up. And he said, I can't pay. He said, okay, you're going to jail until you can. And he said, if you just have a bit of patience with me and just show me a little bit of mercy, I'm, I'm sure I can pay it back, king. I'm sure I can pay it back. And so he did. And he let him go. And he went out. And what did he do straight away? Got some poor fellow that owed him a 100 bucks and grabbed him around the neck and threw him into jail. He said, hey, this guy owes me money. Jail him. You know, I want it back. And when the king found out, he was really happy. Is that right? No. <laughs> and and Jesus is, you know, given the parable, but saying this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Like it's it's not just an airy fairy, fairy story. It's this is real. You know, this mightn't have been a real incident that happened, obviously, but it's a parable to show us the importance of forgiveness and how silly it is if we will not forgive someone for something they've done, even if it's awful when he has forgiven us every sin we've ever sinned. Like, it just doesn't add up. So unforgiveness is a serious issue. Point number one. Point number two. Forgiveness is good for our health, both physically and mentally. We did mention soldiers before, some of who were willing to forgive. Am I right in thinking that Sir Edward... Weary Dunlop forgave the Japanese for, he did, didn't he? And, you know, like horror, just you, you read what happened, but he, he was willing to forgive them. Some were, some were not. And the ones that did got on a whole lot better in life than the ones that didn't. Because uh, who can say, you know, that you've been badly hurt by someone? Uh, could be your husband, your wife, or your family, or your kids, or your parents, or friends, or, you know, who, who who knows uh, who could be, and 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 you would say when that when that hurt happened that um, and someone you know reminds you of it. Oh really? Oh, forgot all about that. Yeah, well, I was so deep in pain. Yeah, no, I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, didn't even think about it. That's not what happens, is it? When when someone hurts us, what happens? Like the butterflies turn into vultures, and the and and the round and round and round. It's like a Beach Boys song, isn't it? I get around like you just uh, round and round it goes in your head. You think about it all the time. Ah, who's ever been there? Round and round. And, uh, you know, when we won't forgive, I just should look at what I've written down here, shouldn't I? We open ourselves up to anger, bitterness, resentment, depression can come from it. Uh, no good health I've ever heard of comes from stewing over being wronged. I could be wrong, but I've never heard of a great health benefit of that. Go and get someone to offend you and get your stomach in knots and, and get your mind just round and round and get full of anger and you will not believe the benefits. It will. It's just not like that. It's bad. <laughs> God never designed us. He didn't make us to be like that. And so I'm telling you this morning that if you will forgive, it is good for you. It is personal. There are benefits to you if you will forgive. Ephesians 4, 26 and, and, and 27, you know the verses. 
Uh, Paul writes, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, on your anger. And uh, verse 27, and don't give the, uh, the devil an opportunity. And uh, that means don't even give him a little crack. Don't, don't give him anything to get working in your life. When we won't forgive, we open the door. Seriously, it's like just leaving the door open. It's just, wow, really, really just, and all sorts of things start going on. We'll say, oh, that's a horrible person. He'll say, yeah, they are, they are, aren't they? And remember what, and he'll get, it just, way it goes, way it goes. We really, honestly, folks, we need to forgive. Who's heard of Wendy Treat? Who knows who Wendy Treat is? Just saying, just saying, yeah. Red-haired Casey's wife, she's a beautiful lady, I love her. And um, a quote of hers, When you refuse to forgive, you allow those who hurt you to live in your mind rent-free. It's, it's a profound quote. You're just letting them, you're letting what happened get in there rent like you're getting no benefit. And it goes round and round and round and round. Think of the Beach Boys. I'm telling you, the answer is to forgive, okay? Number three, forgiveness is a choice. Forgiveness is a choice. You ever heard someone say they can't forgive? I can't forgive. See, there's, I, I could have a million points this morning on forgiveness. Like, I could have another one there. Point, what are we, what's, what point are we up to? Three. Okay. Three A, section C, could be forgiveness, unforgiveness exalts yourself. Like it's all about me. I have been hurt. Me, 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 me. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I can't forgive because I've been hurt worse than anybody's ever been hurt. How do you know that? And then the simple answer is go look at Jesus. If he wasn't hurt, who was? And he forgave. You can. It's just a choice. You either make it or you don't. You know, it's like that. I mean, I've heard my father say, you've got two choices. You either come in now or I'll come out and bring you in. And you know how that would be feeling for the rest of the night. So you, sort of, you know what I mean? But you can choose. Even though you might not feel like it, you can choose to forgive and that's just the way it works so uh, <laughs> yeah probably don't ever tell him that but it's forgiveness is always possible but you've also got to know that reconciliation may not be it may not be uh, yeah we all have a will we all have a freedom to choose uh, we all have a free will that God has given every human person. And so it's not an auto that you forgive and the situation's reconciled. That's great if it can happen. Seriously, that's, that's, you know, that's the ultimate. But you just got to be real sometimes and realize, well, that may not happen. Sometimes someone who may have offended us could even be dead. And so, you know, it's not, possible that they can respond in any way but I tell you what there is still power in forgiveness in forgiving someone even like that there is real power in that I uh, 
Yeah, such a powerful thing, forgiveness. I, I have cousins whom uh, I've had to forgive at times for doing terrible things to me. <laughs> yeah, they could even be here today. <laughs> ah, praise God. But that, that's that's the deal. Um, uh, it's a choice. You either choose to or you choose not to. And, you know, if you choose not to, uh, uh, yeah, the, the, the consequences, like for you personally, are not good. And so, uh, folks, you've got to use the power of choice you've got and you've got to choose to forgive. Praise God. Number four, unforgiveness can imprison you. If you will not forgive, it can imprison you. So uh, how do you handle when you've been wronged? How do you, what do you do about when that happens? i tell you what, I've, this is observation from doing this for many years. This is what I observe. Some people, when they've been wronged, will attack the person that has wronged them. Either verbally and whatever way, we revenge. Man, I'm going to get them, and that's how they, 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 you know, the anger and whatever at the hurt comes out, and and they're man, they're mindful of revenge. Man, I'm going to get them. I'll just give me a chance. I'm going to get them. And uh, uh, the other thing I avoid is uh, avoid. The other thing I observe is people avoid people whom have hurt them. Like, I knew a lady that. Seriously, hadn't been down the street for years. Just too scared to go there in case she sees this person who's supposedly offended her and hurt her. And I think, mate, that's she's in jail. Might as well be in jail. Can't go out. You've got to be joking. And uh, so unforgiveness can bring imprisonment. And it's like it's a who wants to live like that? Seriously. And um, so, folks, I'm telling you, you can't go there. Can I can I give you the the quote that I got on midnight on Wednesday night that I just felt God speak to me and say you've got to speak on forgiveness this morning. It's a Rick Godwin quote, and uh, if you want to follow, you should. If you're on Twitter, you should follow him. He has amazing quotes. Uh, Rick quoted this: "To forgive is to set a prisoner free, and discover that the prisoner was you." And that's just what happens if you are, if you will not forgive. It can just, it puts you in, you know, self-made prison and that's just a horrible place to live. You all know Luke 14, 18 and, and uh, Isaiah chapter 61, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. This is what Jesus said in the synagogue. He has anointed me to what? Preach the gospel to the poor and then what does he go on, go on to say? He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives. So I hope you never thought that they were people in jail. They weren't people in jail. They were people in jail, in prison, because of all sorts of stuff that's happened to them. Caused by sin, because caused by the way they've lived, that's just imprisoned them. And unforgiveness is certainly one of those. He came to set you free. Amen. He forgave you every sin when you asked him. He forgave you every sin. He didn't cross some off and say, no, they're a bit too big. No, no. He forgave you. 
And we need to do the same. We need to live in forgiveness. Amen? It's such a liberating thing. It really is. And so um, uh, it really is. It's just like unlocking the door and letting you go. We all, we all, I think we all want justice, don't we? Is that right? I, I think we, I think it's a natural thing for a human person to want justice. I, I think it is. And, um, I can remember at work one day when I used to be in the earth movement and, uh, we're doing this job in, at a, in, at a school and, uh, yeah, they needed more, more help, and so they got a, a guy on another loader, and um, he ran into the corner of the building, and uh, and like you know, pretty serious. It wrecked it. <laughs> I don't know how many thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars, and so the site supervisor said, "What's happened here?" And he said, "Oh, Daryl did that." And I thought, "You've got to be joking!" Like, <laughs> and they're like, "Yeah, well, you." I hate when people say something wrong about you like that, just a straight-out lie. And what do you want? Oh, well, I'll just wear that. Yeah, no, I didn't do it. <laughs> the man was a fool because he had a green loader, John Deere green, and a left green paint on it, and I had a yellow one. <laughs> I said, hey, buddy, just have a look at the paint. <laughs> I'm justified, hey, that we all want that. Let me read you a really, really, really beautiful passage of Scripture with the idea of injustice, justice. Psalm 37, verse 5, Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will bring it to pass. He will act. He will do something. I love that. Amen? doesn't even get into the, the you know, the fixing it first. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him. Remember last week, put God first in everything. That's the deal. That's that's what we should do. And so uh, he will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that really, really, really good? And uh, that brings to me another announcement that I was supposed to make and I haven't. This is a pretty messed up message, isn't it? I'm, I'm confused now. I just remembered Franklin and Bosay. Who knows Franklin and Bosay? They have left. Not because they're angry or anything else. Franklin is doing a PhD in South Australia, in Adelaide. Got a great opportunity that, uh, yeah. And so we were going to say goodbye and bless them and it all went wrong at the end and uh, both they had to work and next week, next week, and next week he had to work and I said, hey, Franklin, you know, we've got to say goodbye to you all oh, next week and next week he had to go to Adelaide and then it just all and... I'm very sorry, Pastor, he said. I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry. We are gone. But uh, but the, he, he reckons they'll be back and they will never forget us. There you are. So just letting you know that. But I remember giving having that verse for Franklin at one stage when he was going through some pretty hard stuff and it was that verse. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, and the one you think is prospering in his way is usually the one that's hurt you, you think. You go, look at him, he's doing all right, and I'm a mess. Forgive, and that'll get you out of the mess. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger 
and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. Don't fret. It only leads, leads to evil. It only leads to you doing something stupid, if that's the case. Forgiveness is the key all the way through this uh, passage of Scripture. Verse 9, for the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. Sounds good to me. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God is good. What are we up to? What number? We're up to number five, are we? Not 6A, section 14, no. Number five. Who's got number five down? Yeah. You're going to call me pastor today, Pammy? Just thought that could be a change in our household, couldn't it? Yeah. She, she called me pastor this morning, yeah, when she introduced me. Oh, that's lovely, yeah. Pastor Daryl, yeah, how are you this morning? <laughs> I'm only joking. I, I, seriously, I'm only joking. If she starts doing that, we'll come home from holidays. Uh, point number five, when we choose to forgive, we choose to be empowered, we choose to be liberated rather than a victim. That's that's what, seriously, that's what, you know, um, yeah, that's what you're doing. You're empowering yourself when you forgive. And you see yourself as that and, and, uh, and free and liberated. You're not a victim. You don't have to be a victim. People get a victim mentality and seethe with anger and it's a horrible way to live. It really is. So it could be said, I guess, if we could have point number five, uh, section C, clause D, it could be said that forgiveness is a revelation. Sometimes it's got to be something that just comes to you as that, you know, revelation, I need to forgive. And then what happens when you do that is revelation because it's a wonderful thing and you get revelation from what happens. But... I think uh, the most profound thing I could say, if you feel you're a victim because of what has happened to you, get the podcast today and listen to point number four again. If we get thinking along those lines, we put ourselves in prison again. And so uh, go back to point number four. I think I'd be good at writing uh, legal documents. I do. Hey, another quote by Rick Godwin. We've got a couple, three of uh, Rick's today. Uh, no, I haven't. I'm in the wrong point. There you go. That was nothing. Rewind the cape. That's number six. This is probably, this is probably the most important point that I will preach today. Because I, they're just points that I've, some I've preached before, some I've preached in other places. They're just not in order of importance. They're just, I know they work. I know they work. But this one, like you could, you could do all the rest, but if you don't do this one, you've got to do this one, okay? Number six, when we forgive, we must forget. Some of you are looking at me a bit funny now. Yeah, forget, I don't want to forget. Keep it there as ammo for the next time something goes wrong and I can drag it out again. That's what some people do, isn't it? But when we forgive, we've got to forget. True forgiveness forgets. 
This is the quote from Rick Godwin that I was just going to read you before. I, I just, this, yeah, I cried when I read this. A long time ago I got this one, but it says, when I, this is him, Rick Godwin, saying, when I asked, asked Jesus what he thought to be my worst sin, he replied, can't remember. And it's right. See, God, God's not up there today stewing over all your sin. Like, does God suffer from amnesia? No. Could he remember if he wanted to? I'm sure he could. But he's forgiven you. He's put him over there and he doesn't even think about it anymore. It's gone. I don't know whether we can ever forget, but we can take control of our own lives and stop thinking about it. Is that right? You've got the power to do that. I'm so glad. That's the thing about forgiveness. I am forgiven today. You are forgiven today. Like when you came to Christ and he forgave you, he forgave you. And next time you sinned and tripped over and you said, Lord, forgive me again, he didn't say, yeah, well, last Tuesday at 10 o'clock you did the same thing. You know what I mean? Like it's gone. It's just not there. I've sat with husbands and wives who are not getting on too good at times and you said that, I did not say that. Yes, you did remember last time you did and that all the remembering. Where's that come from? Forget it. I reckon when we forgive, we just need to put it away and we don't go back there again. Seriously, we just do not go back there again. And so how do you forget? Well, for a start, you could ask God to help you, couldn't you? Serious? Like, uh, I just have this belief that if you ask Jesus to help you, ask the Lord to help you, he will. Like, it's not rocket science, to be very honest. It's uh, just asking, Lord, I'm having a problem with this. There's no right way to pray. You know that very well. Lord, help me. I need help with this. I'm just, this is going over and over. It's doing the Beach Boys around, round, round. Lord, help. And uh, and he will. I know that he will help us. But I think we can make some conscious decisions that when it comes up, that that we just don't go there. We just don't go there. And uh, and if someone says to you, hey, your cousin offended me, and oh, yeah, he did that to me too, and no, we don't talk about it anymore with anyone. We do not go there. It's gone. We're forgiven and it's gone. And when we forgive, we're not saying, oh, yeah, he was right, she was right, whatever. We're not saying that. We're not saying, oh, it didn't matter. It's probably been very damaging to you and it could have mattered a whole lot. But we're not saying that we agree with them, or we did, but we're just letting them go. We're just cutting it from us and we're letting it go. And I think if we've really forgiven, and I reckon a really, really good checkpoint to check if you really, really have forgiven is to pray for the person who's offended you. They can take some doing at times. Lord, bless her. Lord, I just ask you to bless her life. When you can pray for someone that's really, really hurt you like that, you've forgiven them. Serious. And uh, an old friend of mine said, don't you ever judge anyone that you haven't prayed for? And I reckon that's good advice as well. No, I don't like him or I don't like her or I think they're this or that. 
He said, if you haven't sat down and spent time praying with someone, don't ever judge them. I'll tell you what, it's good advice because when someone prays, what's really in their heart starts to come out. But works the other way with forgiveness. If someone has hurt you and you have made that choice to forgive them, pray for them. And if you're having trouble doing the forgiven, pray for them. And I reckon that might help you to start getting to the point where you can feel you can make the decision. It's not easy. I'm not saying it's easy, man. I've wrestled with things a lot in my life like that. But I just know the benefit of forgiving and letting it go. And a couple of times it just, you know, I've heard, I've sat in meetings where there's been a message on forgiveness. I thought, oh, look, I haven't got any unforgiveness, you know. And the Lord's very unkind sometimes. The Holy Spirit's quite unkind, isn't he? Just, you know... We were at a meeting recently and somewhere, I forget where it was, Pam, and I said, how did you, how did you go with that this morning? And Pam said, oh, I'm not happy. <laughs> not happy. She said, I loved it. But when he said that point about this, this, the Holy Spirit just touched a little button in here and I didn't like what it felt, she said. <laughs> and that's, that's, God does that, doesn't he? You think, oh, I haven't got any worries about forgiveness and you think, oh, well, the, I sort of haven't, you know, and you try, you, you sort of try and make light of it sometimes in your own self, but yeah, think, no, I, I do have an issue there, and Lord, I just choose to forgive that person. It's amazing sometimes what happens. You know, it's just amazing sometimes what happens when you choose to forgive. Can I read you some verses this morning? And we'll finish with this today. Isaiah 43, 25. I, even I am he who blots out your transgressions for my own sake and I will not remember your sins. I love him for that. Hebrews 8.12, for I will be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and their lawless deeds I will remember no more. So beautiful. Psalm 103, beginning at verse 10, he has not dealt with us according to our sins nor punished us according to our iniquities. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. What an example. What example. (laughs) What incredible examples. Yeah. Refuse to think about the offence. Refuse to ever talk about it. Praise God. Mike, just pray for you. I just want to do something. Can I read one more Rick Godwin quote? So that means I might go a minute over time. Do I get paid for that? Or do I get it deducted for going over time? One more quote. This is what Rick Godwood quoted about a year ago. The law has never found a man it couldn't accuse other than Christ. The gospel has never found a man that can't be forgiven because of Christ. It's beautiful, isn't it? Close your eyes. Who just needs 
a bit of breakthrough and a bit of help with that area of forgiveness today. Yeah, see the hands. Yep, see the hands. Yeah, put them down. Because I, I, I just, yeah, I just know God wants to work in some of you today in a very profound way. I just want to pray a, a, a little prayer. I think this is what I want to do. And if you really want to forgive today, you know you need to. You know you need to and, and, you, and you want to do it. Can I just pray a prayer and, and you pray along with me like I'm, 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 I'm praying for you today, okay? And you might want to come out and get prayer at, when we finish or you just might want to go over this prayer and listen to the podcast today. But, you know, I just want to do this little prayer. This is what you should pray. And if you if you need to forgive and you want to, you just say, Lord, I'm part of this prayer today. You can even say the words. What if you say them after me today? Father, I've been hurt and I am hurting. But today I choose to forgive the person, whoever that may be, that has offended against me. You can just say to Jesus today, I don't want to live with the ongoing resulting consequences in my life of unforgiveness. I ask you to set me free from those today. But I choose to forgive. Lord, help me to forget. Help me to love that person. Help me to pray for them, Lord. I, I just reckon God answers those sorts of prayers, folks. Reckon God just answers those sorts of prayers. Oh Jesus, I just pray today. Holy Spirit, just minister right now to folk who are just struggling with that. Yeah. Because the human part of you, the old nature says, no, I don't want to do that. It's like sometimes we think we're hurting them because we won't forgive, but we're only hurting ourselves. Just let it go. Forgive and let go. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I tell you what, if you will just make that choice to forgive, I just, I declare over you today, it's a new day. <laughs> it's a new day. Amen? It is. It's a new day. Praise God. We hope this podcast has been a real blessing to you. If you'd like to know more about Life Church Vanilla, search the web for Life Church Vanilla or search Facebook for Life Church Vanilla. Have a fantastic week.